Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Black Rifle coffee, and I'm ready to visit with you today. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The Son has set us free, and we shout that from the rooftops, and we talk about how that can apply to every area of our lives, and we drink some really good coffee. So it's Jesus and coffee, coffee and Jesus. I'm glad that you are here with us today. We've been doing a series on the real us, the real you, the your new identity in Christ, how this is so so important, so vital. I hope you've been able to catch these episodes. Uh, if not, I would encourage you to go back. We've been building this foundation. This this identity is foundational to who we are. It's it's what has already been accomplished, what Christ has already done, not just for us, but to us and in us. Uh, our identity is unshakable. It's firm. It's foundation. It's secure. We, we are now complete and full and free in Him. And this is so so important to know. Uh, And I want to talk about some things that are real. I want to mention three critical things today as we kind of end this, and I'm going to do one Q&A on this. But there's a reason why I talk about this identity so much. It's It's so vital. It's so huge. It was really the greatest way that God has transformed me and renewed my mind to the truth of who uh, who I actually am. I was always trying to become something that I thought I wasn't. I was always trying to get rid of things I thought I that I was, uh, and not really truly embracing what God not only said about me, but what He has done to me. And so this journey over the last 10 plus years or so of really truly believing by faith, trusting, uh, by making that choice to embrace and accept and depending on what he has accomplished has been the greatest work of God in my life and the greatest way of me experiencing this freedom. And that's what I want you to know and be you for, to be able to embrace as your new identity is always there, is always complete. It's always firm. It's always something that you can return to. And yes, it's something that we need to be reminded about all the time because we don't hear a lot about it. Uh, we don't. We don't. I didn't hear about it growing up in the church. Going in church all the time, I didn't really know what do you mean by identity in Christ. What do you mean by who I am? And that's the core question that we're all asking, right? Is who am I? Who am I? And so God gets to answer that question. Will we allow God to define us? Are we allowing our struggles, maybe addictions? Are we allowing other people? Are we allowing the lying beliefs to define us? That's why this is so huge. I want to try to to go over three critical things uh, regarding your new identity. And again, as I always say, I'm asking you to take this to the Lord, take this to the Spirit of God. As I share Scripture verses, take those to God, because this is not about what I say. This is about what God has said and what God has done and what He has accomplished. So go to the Lord with this, and if you're still struggling with embracing this and fully believing that, it's okay. I was there too, and God's still convincing me of this. God's still growing me and maturing me into what I already have and who I already am in Him. So it is a process, but the process of the new identity coming is already done. That's going to be my first critical point. The first critical thing to remember about this identity in Christ is that it's not changing. And that's why I titled this, "You, you are not Your Identity is Not Changing. So who you are in Christ will never change. There's a lot of talk in Christianity about change. Right, change. And so most of that we're talking about, people are talking about behave, behaviors. Okay, and that's going to be my second, my second thing to remember. But, but who, who you are 
It doesn't ever change. One way to think about this is my last name is is Galbraith. I was born into the Galbraith family. That's never going to change. If I act like a bad Galbraith and I go out and do some things that aren't very Galbraithy. <laughs> I'm still a Galbraith. I was born into the family. We talked about that last episode on the birthright. This birthright is by this new spiritual birth, born into Christ. Um, that will never change. I, if I act like a good Galbraith, I'm still a Galbraith, regardless. Okay, my kids. I have three daughters. My kids. They whether they act or acting good or bad, they're still a they're still a Galbraith. They're still my children. Okay, so that the core of who we are will never change. And this is going to lead me into the next the next two points. But this is this is crucial. We are not changing. Uh, We are not doing a bunch of spiritual activities to become brand new. The the key verse in this is Second Corinthians 517. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The new has come, right? The old, behold, the old is gone. The old man is gone. The new has come. Okay, this new creation is already there. It doesn't say the the new is be, is coming. The new is becoming more new. No, it says the old is gone. The old identity is gone. That's dead and gone. Whether you believe it or not, it's dead and gone. The new identity has already come. You are, you can't get any more newer in Christ than you are right now. That is not changing. And so we 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 know the sales pitches out there. We know the self-improvement plan. Let me let me give you one bit of encouragement today. Throw out the self-improvement when it comes to spiritual identity, spiritual growth. Because there's no amount of self-improvement to become a better you that you can do to become more in Christ, to become newer than you are. You're already brand new. The old the old is gone, the old man is gone. You're in Christ. You will never be more alive than you are to Christ right now. You'll never be more new-hearted than you are right now. You'll never be more of a child of God uh, and, and sonship of God than you are right now. You are good to go. Like, you are in Christ forever. That will never change. So what? I don't use the word change with, with when it comes to behavior and the renewing of the mind. I use the word transformations. What's transforming is, yes, we're growing and maturing to believe what we already have. It's that we haven't been changed. There was an exchange that happened at salvation. What was the exchange? Well, this is the verse. The old man was crucified with Christ. The old man passed away. It died. It was buried. And what was resurrected? A new man. The new man has come. This is so crucial. That will never change. You will not become a newer man by doing a bunch of spiritual activities. You you woke up today (laughs) a new creation. You're going to wake up tomorrow a new creation. And sometimes we act like it and sometimes we don't. But it doesn't change the fact that we're still a new creation. We're not jumping in and out of being a new creation and an old creation. We are the new creation. We're born of God, born of the Spirit. We're now a slave of righteousness. You are good in a way that no longer was the way you were before before salvation. You're the new creation. You are a child of the living God. And now you get to participate in the divine nature and who you are in Christ by loving others, by expressing Christ in you. You're never apart from Him. You're never apart from him. His finished work and the cross has set you fully free. And here's the other thing that doesn't change. You are fully free. You're fully free. Now, your experience of these things, 
because that's where we're focused on our behavior and all, you know, all of that, that will be transforming. Sure. But the reality is, is you are not changing. You're spiritually alive and good to go right now in Christ forever. If Jesus came, came five, five minutes from now, you're good to go. You are more okay than you can even imagine. That's why this new identity is so important because it's complete. It's done in Christ. You'll never be out of Christ. You're in. So this can help relieve the pressure of us trying to to get it right, to stay right, to be right, to to do right, to do all of that because we don't have to we don't have to do it. The journey can stop. We can we can stop trying to become someone we already are. We already we're already in him. The new creation has come. In my Bible it has an exclamation point at the end of that verse. That's so huge. So God isn't changing you. What's happening is your mind and then eventually your attitudes and actions can be transformed what by the renewing of your mind to believe the truth of what you already are, that you are in him, that you are the new creation. So this, this can completely change the way you think about spiritual growth. The spiritual growth is often told to us as we've got to do a bunch of things to grow in our spiritual life so that we will become something. This is why you can throw the self-improvement out, at least with regards to spiritual. If you want to use spiritual uh, self-improvement with your business or with you know other areas of your life, I'll let you make that decision. But in your spiritual life, you can't become any newer than you are right now. You can't become any freer than you are right now. You can't become any more in Christ than you are right now. You can't gain any more than what you already have because you already have everything in him. And this this lie that's out there about spiritual growth is become a better you, do these spiritual activities. And so the, this the idea that as we do these things, then I'm going to become something I'm not already. So I'm not already really a new creation. I'm still partly the old creation, the old man, the new man. And we've done a series on this. So you go back and listen to the new heart series and the real you and all of this. But it's it's, it's, it's the sales pitch, it's the lie that says, well, okay, you can become better, you can become newer, you can strive to become, to get, to gain, to go after, and the reality is, you've already got it. God is not loving you and accepting you uh, only by what you're doing or not doing. He's already done it, now he's inviting you to know who you are, he's not inviting you to feel it either, he's inviting you to know who you are and to live out of that. And to participate out of who you already are. There's nothing about you that needs to be fixed or changed right now. What is transforming, I don't use the word change a lot, transforming is your attitudes, your actions, your minds, the lying beliefs are being changed. Those are being transformed. Circumstances, sure, in life are changing, absolutely. But you, your identity in Christ is, is secure, it's firm, it's new. It's already done. You aren't going to get a last-minute cleanup job when you when G, if Jesus comes back today, he's not going to say, "Oh well, yeah, you know, he's a new creation." But this part of him over here, look what he did. No, it's already done. It's paid for. It's finished. We can rest in that. This can totally clarify the way we see spiritual growth. That no, I'm not. I'm not changing. God's already made the exchange to make me make me a new creation in union with him, fully free, fully acceptable right now. And then now what's happening? He's renewing my mind. His spirit's testifying to my spirit of what is true. 
I get to live out of what is true of me. I'm invited to live. That's spiritual growth. It's not it's not learning. It's not necessarily doing anything new or learning anything new. It's it's realizing I already am new. That's spiritual growth. It's realizing what I already have. And also unlearning the lying beliefs. There, there you go. Two, th- two ways of spiritual growth. Unlearning the lying beliefs. Do I even know what the lying beliefs are? Uh, number two is choosing to believe and trust what I, what I already have. That I've got the living water in me. That I, I can choose to live from his life in me. There's no part of you that needs to be changed. But what's happening is there's a renewing of the mind. So we've got to get out of this, well, change. God needs to change. I mean, God needs to... No, circumstances in life will change. The seasons change. We're in a cooler season down here in Texas now. Absolutely. Your financial condition may change. Your relational condition may change. Your health condition may change. What's not changing? The fact that you're in Christ. There's only one of two conditions a person has, and that is they're either in Adam or they're in Christ. You're in Christ. You're newer than new. You're freer than free. You're more loved and accepted. And this can, this can release us from the bondage and the pressure of trying to get it new, trying to become new, trying to become something that I'm not, because you're already new. You're already in Christ. And so it just, it just, there's a rest about this. There's a peace. There's a freedom of, I was always trying to become something that I, that I already was. God already said I was. And I was trying to get rid of a part of me that I thought God was rejecting. God's not rejecting anything about you. You're fully pleased. He's fully pleased. You're fully forgiven. You're fully accepted and fully free right now. That can be a game changer. And so the second critical thing, that was the first thing. God's not changing you. Circumstances may change. There may be circumstances in your life that are going up and down. Feelings absolutely are going to change. Thoughts are coming and going, absolutely. But the core of who you are is good to go. You're not changing. You're not getting anything more than what you already have. The second one, I'm going to go through these last two uh, quick, uh, quicker. Uh, the second one is, again, this goes along with the first one, but your behavior does not determine your identity. I know this ruffles people's feathers. Because they, and it's such the, it's the fascination that we have, even within the church, of behavior and sin. And all it becomes is sin management and trying to become religious by spiritual activity. And so I would never say that behavior doesn't matter, but it doesn't define who you are. If someone is an unbeliever and they do a bunch of good things, that doesn't make them in Christ. A one-time belief in what Jesus accomplished on the cross and resurrection puts them in Christ. An unbeliever can do a bunch of good, can act good, but they're still spiritually dead and still spiritually separated from God. They have no spiritual life in them. Someone who's in Christ can act good and can act bad. We can choose to go after the flesh. We can choose to go after pornography. We can choose to go after the, uh, the power of sin and all those lying beliefs. We can choose that, but we're still in Christ. This is so crucial. And I didn't know this for for so long because I was so focused on my behavior. I was so focused on getting it right, staying right, because God, you know, God, I thought God was leaving me when I wasn't behaving right. It's like, no, I don't have to believe those lies. My behavior doesn't determine who I am. Even though my beha- I'm not always acting like who I am, it doesn't 
define me. My struggles don't define me. An addictive behavior doesn't define me. I always define myself. I used to identify myself by my addictions and struggles. I'm just a porn addict. I'm a recovering porn addict. And I would say that and I would believe that. And that's not true. What God says about you is true. The question becomes, well, who are you going to believe? Those lying beliefs, you're going to believe what Christ has done and accomplished for you. As a man of God, I'm speaking to men, I know women listen to this as well, but as a man of God, I know we struggle with this because we are so focused on sin management, lust management, getting our behaviors right so that we can become right, and yet God has given us in our new human spirit a new identity, and that is separate and apart from anything that we do. Because Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? So if I go out and try to do it in my own power, my own resources, my own, being my own source of it, I'm doing it apart from Christ. I'm looking to something else, a, a, a recovery plan or a 12-step or a, or a counselor or something else. Those can all be great resources and tools, but Christ as my source, as my life, that is my identity. Your new identity is part of God's divine nature in you. So, so the, the, the old you, the old man, no longer defines you, no longer determines who you really are. Goes back to my illustration again. You're, you're. I'm, I'm in the Galbraith family. That I'm, I'm a Galbraith. That will never change. I may act good or bad. My behavior doesn't determine my identity. Your new birth in Christ is what determines your identity. You are now a son and a daughter of the living King, and He lives in you. Your identity remains unchanged. By your behavior. And so now we say, well, Matt, you're just saying behavior doesn't matter. Sin doesn't matter. No, God's already taken care of all the sin. The sin issue between God and man is over. That Jesus took care of that. He said it's finished. And my behavior does matter because, because sure, I, but the more I understand and know who I am, that I don't have to become something, that this, that's already secure, then I can now respond. God's renewing my mind to the truth, and now I can respond out of who I am. That is completely different than i got to become something, i got to do this or say no to that behavior in order to be something. No, your, your, your new birth in Christ is, is different than your behavior. Identity is not determined by behavior. Identity is determined by birth. By new birth in Christ. And because you're in Christ, that is who you are. So let me give you a couple examples real quick. Even though you may choose the fleshly behavior of pornography and lust, and you may commit an unrighteous act, and you may give in to that, that does not change the truth of the core identity, the truth of who you are, that in Christ you are completely righteous. That's, it's, it, your birth is different than your identity. I'm not asking you to take my word for it. It's just, it's, this has been the greatest work of God transforming me to realize, okay, because the reality is, is all Christians are still sinning. We're all still choosing at times to go after the flesh. We don't want to. We actually don't want to. We think we do. We don't want to. But if I go and choose to look at pornography, I can realize, you know what, I'm just going after the flesh, but that's not really who I am. And the more I actually began to understand who I was in Christ, this influencer of the power of sin, this influencer of pornography, it was like, no, I was embracing Christ as my life. It didn't have as much appeal anymore because the greater reality of Christ in me was what I was believing and choosing. That's what tra transforms someone. You don't have to try to become something you're not. You're already new in Christ. 
And now what is he going to do? He wants to convince you of that. Paul says, he, he puts the exclamation point there because he's been convinced of that. He's been convinced of that. He talks about in Romans 8 about he's been convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Your addiction can't separate you from the love of God. Your addiction can't separate you from God at all because you're in union with him. Another example would be, you, you, you know, that you may choose to be unforgiving. And so you're choosing to be unforgiving toward your spouse or something. They've offended you. But that doesn't change the fact that even though you've chosen in that moment not to forgive, you actually still are a forgiving person in Christ. You can forgive because Christ has forgiven you. That's your new identity. This is so crucial. It's so important. We we spend so much of the time in Christianity today, and I think even in recovery programs, are focused on telling people what to do and not do, because then that's going to make them become something. And that's why I said you can throw the self-improvement out. God's not improving you anymore. He's already proved everything by Jesus on the cross and resurrection, and he's proven you to be good, and he's well-pleased with you, and he's proven you to be new. He's accomplished all of it. And you can simply say that I don't have to go out and try to improve myself. Spiritually, I'm talking about, okay, because God's already done it all. I get to be the recipient. I get to receive it. It's all done by him. It's all been accomplished by him. And so this doesn't mean that we can just, you know, sure, we can go out and live that way and go after the fleshly behavior, but we begin to realize that's not who we are. We want to now respond and act in alignment with who we are. But even when we don't, it doesn't change who we are. You know, God's taken care of the sin issue. Is he discouraged and disappointed when we choose that? Yeah, because he wants so much more for us. But he's not making us any newer. He wants us to know how new we are. And so what's a, what's a healthy response? If I choose to go after the behavior of pornography, if I choose to go after the behavior of lust, a healthy response is simply, Lord, thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank you that my identity is secure in you. I see this is not who I am. This is foolishness. This is not what I really want. I simply turn from it. That's a health. You want a three-step process? Thank God that for your identity. Recognize the behavior is not who you are and it's foolishness and turn from it. There you go. Because you've already got everything you need in Christ. You're already newer than new. And you aren't going to feel this. This is where... This is where um, I'm going to go into the third one, but, but you aren't going to feel this all the time. So, so here's a, a question I want to give you before I get into the third one because I want to. I'm already going too long. I want to wrap this up. But what are some of those behaviors that contradict your identity in Christ, and how are you choosing to let those behaviors affect your identity and believing the truth about yourself? In other words, I'm going after pornography. I'm going out to now. I'm seeing that behavior as who I really am. I'm just a sinner. I'm just, I'm kind of dirty. I'm rotten. I'm lustful. I'm, that's who I am. And so I'm attaching my behavior to who I am. How, how, how is that? What, what does that look like for you? I would encourage you to take that to the Lord. And what would it, what difference would it make? And how would this affect you or transform you if you believe God's truth about your new identity? If you believe, God's truth, and to really focus and engage God with the truth that your behavior does not determine your identity. And if you struggle with this truth, take this to the Lord. Take this to the Lord. It's not based on your behavior. Ask God to renew your mind to the truth of who you actually are and what he's already accomplished. Now, the third one, the third one that's critical is also 
Your false beliefs and your feelings do not determine your identity in Christ. Okay, so feelings and these lying beliefs live in your mind. So God's still renewing your mind to the truth. And God never, in Scripture, we're never called to feel something. We're called to know something. I love this verse in 1 John 5, 13. It says, I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. You already have life in you right now. He's not saying so that you may feel. He said, we're never promised that we're going to feel all this is true. In fact, we're not going to feel it most of the time, and we may not be acting on it a lot of times. But it doesn't change the fact that we are still in Christ. I know feelings will come and go. They absolutely will. Uh, they're going to be up and down. And most of the time, if we're honest, we're, we're living out of our feelings and we're living out of these lying beliefs. But those still don't define us. If I feel like I'm unworthy and I believe myself to be unworthy, that's not really who I am. I can choose to reject that. I can choose to believe the truth in the moment. And, and that's where the, we can throw away the therapeutic approach of the, trying to cope better with life, trying to feel better so that then I can act better. That's external manipulation and manufacturing in our behavior. And, and, and Christ says, you've already got it all in, in you. You're already new. You're already brand new. So one of the ways we can recognize, have, have, yes, have an emotional awareness. I'm feeling this. I'm going to do a series on emotions. But have an emotional awareness. Okay, because I think men really struggle with this. We're not really knowing what we're feeling and how to put a word to it. And so we just, we're, we're doing all this stuff, but we don't realize that the emotions are attached to the lying beliefs. So it's important to understand that your false beliefs and these feelings about you don't change the truth of who you are as your identity in Christ. In other words, these false beliefs that you're believing, which we all still have some of those, and these feelings that you're feeling do not change the truth of your new identity in Christ. They don't. You're not going to feel it. And you may not be acting like it. Let me give you a few examples. False belief or a feeling. You feel or believe that you're, you're rejected. What's the truth? The truth of your new identity in Christ is that you are fully acceptable and he has ex fully accepted you and pleased with you right now. Right now. That's your identity. You may believe that you're unworthy. What's the truth about your new identity in Christ? In Christ, you are fully worthy because you are now new, a new creation born into the family of God and you are off the charts worthy because God says so and he's made you to be worthy. That's how free you are. The, the, you may have the false belief or feeling that you're never going to be free, that you're not really free. You got to still go after freedom. You're never going to be over this this addictive behavior. The reality, the truth of your new identity is you're already free in Christ. He has set you free from the power of sin. He has set you free from spiritual death. You have the new life in Christ. You are fully free right now. That's your identity. You may feel that you're not loved by God or that you're not, he's not pleased with you. The truth is God has unconditionally loved you and accepted you and forgiven you all of this fully right now. And perhaps up until this time, you've been listening to this series and you've been realizing and start, God's starting to reveal this new identity to you. And maybe you've never even heard that phrase or that term or don't really know that you're really believing it all yet. 
I get that. And perhaps up until now, you really thought your false beliefs, you didn't even really know what they are, or realize that you've actually been believing, you've been living out of it. Because here's, I've always said that we, we live out of our beliefs. We will not act beyond what we believe long term. So if I'm believing a lie, I'm going to be feeling the lie and I'm going to be responding out of the lie. That's why we're still doing what we're doing. You want to focus on the behavior, it's because we've got the lying beliefs. So you, this may be you. And however, however, you may have intellectually kind of understood that God's given you this new identity, but he wants, he wants to renew your mind to the truth. He wants to take it from your heart to your head and renew your mind, not based on feelings, not based on actions, not based on your track record, not based on anything you're doing or not doing, based on the complete fact that this is true whether you feel it or not. You don't have to go chasing feelings. You don't have to go chasing after some experience or being more spiritual or any of that. But you can trust what God has accomplished on your behalf is enough. I would encourage you to, to, to go to God with all these. Take some steps of faith that God will begin to convince you <clears throat> I like that word convincing that Paul uses in Scripture that Paul's becoming more and more convinced in what Christ has already done, that he will persuade you, he'll convince you, make you more aware. Even though you still may have some feelings about yourself, even though your behavior isn't always showing it to be a new creation, even though you have false beliefs still to this day, the greatest work that God's going to do in your life, the greatest transformation is not to change who you are, because who you are is already complete, but to transform those lying beliefs into the truth so you can live out of the truth, that is what he's going to do. And I'm confident that he's going to do that in you. We simply get to choose to believe it, because even though we're presented with truth, we can still believe the lie. And so engage God with this. You know, Lord, reveal this. Show this to me. I know my behavior is showing one thing. I know my feelings are telling me one thing. I know these lying beliefs are still there. But you have made me brand new. The new creation has come, exclamation point, done, enough said. And the question becomes, am I going to trust God in that? Ultimately, that's the question I'll leave you with. Am I going to trust what God has accomplished? Or am I still trusting in what I've been told, these lying beliefs, my feelings, Am I going to trust my past experiences? Am I going to trust what somebody else has told me or what somebody else has experienced? Am I going to compare myself to other people? Am I going to look at my track record and how spiritual I am? Oh, I didn't read my Bible enough. I didn't go to church enough. I didn't. Or am I going to truly, simply, I'm simply invited to trust what God has done and to say, yes, God, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. And at this point, you may have you know a few questions, and we're going to go into these questions. There's a couple of questions that we're going to talk about in the Q and A. You know, now okay, now I get what you're saying, Matt. I have this new identity, but why do I still continue to live out of these false beliefs? Why do I still choose to go after the flesh? Why do I still choose to? We're going to explore these and a couple, maybe a couple more questions on that. But I want today. I want you to know uh, the three things. You're not God has already changed you at the core. You're not changing. The new creation's already there. Your behavior doesn't identify your identity. You're new in Christ based on your new birth in Him. And your false beliefs and your feelings, and even the struggle, I would say, with these 
addictive patterns don't define you, don't determine your identity. Your new identity is determined. The truth of your new identity is determined by your new creation, new birth in Christ. That is already done. Receive that today, believe it today, trust in it today, depend on it today, live out of him as your source, as your life, as your freedom. That is who you are, Christian. That's the real you. That's the real you. Be free to know that today and accept it and believe it because it's true. It's true. So thank you for joining us today. We'll do a Q&A the next time. I hope this is helpful to you. Please uh, leave us a review. Share this with someone who may need to hear these truths. We are so thankful for you being a part of this uh, podcast and this uh, family that we have. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.